Happy Sabbath, church. It's been a while. <clears throat> I am a bit out of breath. I don't know why. <laughs> I've done this before. But it's, um, I hope this song will, will bless you um, as I sing it. Oh, my God. 
Our scripture reading today is found in Romans 10, 8 through 13. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich and all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning, church. Happy Sabbath. I am so inspired by what I just heard that I got those tinglys, you know, when like you really feel alive and you feel the love of Jesus. Thank you so much for that beautiful song. You really touched me. And thank you for the reading of his words so well with all your heart. Uh, So today's message is titled, Take the Upgrade and Trust the Help. Do you know where my trusted help comes from? My help comes from the Lord. And yours as well. We need the help, don't we? Because the truth is, life is hard sometimes, and if we're honest, it can here be excruciating sometimes. So we could all use the help. I just want to say something about the message today. It happens every time. Whenever I'm asked... Would you share something from the word that speaks to your heart? It happens every time like this. I don't look at what the study will be on that day. I trust in the Lord that the message he speaks to my heart will be the message I'm supposed to share. This message was written before I ever looked in what the study today would be. And the study that we have today lines up perfectly because that's who he is. He is... (laughs) the all-powerful champion of love, right? He knows ahead of time what something is going to be, what we're going to need, the message we're going to need. He is definitely the champion of love. So shouldn't we then trust the help, take the upgrade? Because when you dive into God's promises, you will eventually... Sorry. When you dive into God's promises, you will eventually, at some point, have to set them down for a little bit and go out of here, for example. You're going to be leaving church today and going out into a world that needs to hear about that love. So when you go out into the world with new promises, do we have any business going back out there the same way that when we came in? We should be changed. How we live, how we talk, how we walk, what we say, what we do. How do you do that? We need to take the upgrade. See, out there is a world that thrives on comfort. Everybody wants to be comfortable. They want everything to be easy. We live in a world where minute rice is made in an Instapot. People like upgrades. They like to be more comfortable. You have a beautiful message in your heart on how they can have the easiest of time by trusting in the help from God. Prayer is the upgrade that everybody needs most. It connects us to our helper. It allows us access to a heavenly upgrade, knowing our weakness, 
allowing his glory to shine. So if we take the upgrade, we trust the help because Jesus has a question for us all. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? He can heal. Do you want it enough? I'm going to play a short video clip about this very message of why and how to trust the help, no matter where, what our situation is. Shalom. Me? Yes. Shalom. I have a question for you. For me. I don't have many answers, but I'm listening. Do you want to be healed? Who are you? We'll get to that later. But my question remains. Will you take me to the water? <laughs> Look, I'm having a really bad day. You've been having a bad day for a long time. So? Sir, I have no one to help me into the water when it's stirred up. And when I do get close, the others step down in front of me. I'm not asking you about who's helping you or who's not helping or who's getting in your way. I'm asking about you. <laughs> I've tried. For a long time, I know. And you don't want false hope again, I understand. But this pool, it has nothing for you. It means nothing. And you know it. But you're still here. Why? I don't know. You don't need this pool. You only need
to walk like he said don't forget your bed why does this matter because you're not coming back here is it not time for us to rise up to the upgrade look where we ought to look and trust the help because we're not coming back to the way we were before we looked to Jesus. So listen, if you hear nothing else that I say, we need to trust him even when he asks us to get out, up and out of something that we think we can't. You have a choice to choose to be pitiful or powerful. You cannot be both of those things at the same time. Powerful with Jesus are pitiful without. God says you are either with me or against me. How many of you had pressures this week that you would like to lay down here and let God take the burdens and then he is your ever-present help that allows you to walk out of here without those things? Where do we begin? We need prayer. Prayer is the bridge between panic and pressure. See, the enemy doesn't have to steal your confidence, steal your joy. He just has to put enough pressure on it, maybe on your family, your job, obligations, your busy lives, so you become distraught and surrender that confidence and ultimately your joy yourself. He just has to put enough pressure on you so you see things in a way that's not even true or accurate. And you start not trusting the help? We need rest. God gives us the Sabbath. We need connection. God gives us prayer. We need the Sabbath day's rest, remembering to keep it holy so we don't forget and surrender what makes us strong in Jesus through the help of the Holy Spirit. Our opening song said, Blessed Assurance. It means we can be found praising our Savior all the day long. And I'm willing to bet even still, Over the last month, maybe there were days that it was hard to do the the all-the-day-long part. Why? Because of the pressure that the enemy is trying to put on us. We still should praise all the day long, even when there's pressure, even when we don't have the answers. We surrender to pressure for W questions, but do you know all W questions have a J answer? What am I doing today? Jesus, I will follow you. Why is this happening? These are the plans I have for you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me. The Lord has no enemy. So formed against you, none of those enemies shall prosper. Who's going to help me? Jesus saves. Every W question has a J answer. We are here to lay down and release pressure in exchange for power. We are here to say, thank you, Jesus. We are here to listen to the word of God, to God's voice. And I know you have a lot going on, but know this, to hear the voice of God, it's a commitment to close out all the other voices in your head right now and just shut them out. 
Whisper to yourself, in the name of Jesus, just go and get behind me. Because we have blessed assurance. And we are, if we're open and willing to take the heavenly upgrade and trust our eternal help. There have been times in public, I admit myself, I was experiencing some sort of voice interrupting my positive thoughts, my peace, and it was annoying. The choice of words or the lack of empathy that I was hearing in the words that I was listening to, the level of negativity, the hate. I just wanted to walk up and like ask them, could you please get behind me? Because here's the thing. I kept studying this verse. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God. Get behind me. You can either choose power with God, or you can choose to suffer without him. You don't have to listen to all that negativity. You can turn it off. You can rise up and take the upgrade. I wonder what someone would think if we actually did that sometime. See, the point is, we're moving ahead. We're done with whatever this negative, non-contributing, nasty, bedded-down, drag-me-down situation is. We are moving ahead, and we take the upgrade. That's what up means, the opposite of down. Some of you are like, well, I don't know if I could say that to someone. Well, here's the thing. If you teach someone else to say, get behind me in a moment when they need Jesus, help them take the upgrade. You are being a friend to them. We are in real talk. We don't have a lot of time left before everybody we love and care about needs to have this message. We have the power right now to say wonderful words of life in the morning, every morning. We are going on ahead. So all those extra voices in your head and thought about the week right now, tell them, get behind me. It's Sabbath, and I'm going to connect to the promises and power of my Savior. We have one voice to hear right now. As such, I want to share a song on the screen prior to diving into the word. Just uh, know how much I love music. I was so inspired this, by the song today. And when you feel love, just feel free to let God know where you are right now as you listen to this song. The Holy Spirit is moving. We should be praising God with our voice. Thank you, Jesus. We ought to freely be able to praise him, sing his praises, Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, for washing us white. He is worthy of our praise. This song is called Thank You, Jesus, and I think it applies to the message today. Build it 
Oh 
Amen. I see familiar faces here that I know, and I also see people here who I don't necessarily quite know. And I think about how we've been studying about the Holy Spirit, and if you were to introduce a very special guest to a group of people, though you heard of this guest a long time, maybe you realize you don't know very much about him. You know about things this guest does, but you can't quite wrap your mind fully around him to describe the guest as a person. See, this is the way that many Christians feel about the Holy Spirit, like, I'm still learning about him. Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit to his disciples with these words, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. That's John 16, verse 13. The Bible never refers to the Holy Spirit as an it, but some people have. See, there's nothing like mystical about him. We need to come to the revelation that he is part of the triune God. He is a person. Because the odds are, if you go to share the truth with someone, we talked about going out and sharing what you learn. If we go out and share with them, and their understanding is that this isn't a person, then they aren't going to really make an some sort of attempt to connect and build a relationship with him. It's all about the relationship. When you realize there is something better in your life that makes life easier, you want the upgraded version of that life, the best and most optimal model. This relationship and shift in perspective is the upgrade. I mean, why wouldn't you accept a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Life with the Holy Spirit and you having a divine and close contact relationship, the Holy Spirit is not just a power. He is also a presence, but he is also someone who wants the relationship with you. He wants daily parts of your life to take time together to help with that eternal upward-minded upgrade. And I wonder sometimes if the Holy Spirit had a human name, like my trusty Hank, or even my golden boy, Sully, if more people would be open to thinking of him as a relationship. Because many Christians have been taught incorrect facts, so they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I was one of those people. I wasn't necessarily informed of you can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That wasn't something that I learned right away. The Holy Spirit is still God. It's just hard for our minds to grasp the concept fully sometimes. I mean, God is still God. Jesus is still God. The Holy Spirit is still God. And the power lies in all of them. Still God. And yet, if I told you to think about water, it has many forms. Solid, liquid, gas. Still water. Just a different form. Ice. Still water. Water in a bottle. Still water. Just water in a vessel. The Holy Spirit in a vessel, is he not still God? Living water. The scriptures reveal three truths about the Holy Spirit that I want to focus on, because when we lean on them, we'll be able to introduce him and not as an it. So what is he like? 
the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, verse 2. He is all-powerful. We see the effect and the power of his presence in that mysterious and awesome moment in creation when earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the part of God's person the Bible identifies as the Holy Spirit arrived and began to do a wondrous thing. If you turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of God was hovering over, or your Bible might say moved upon the face of the waters. Moved upon the face. I'm kind of a word nerd. Makes me think. Moved upon the face of the waters. As I pray that when I go out into the world, that people who see me see the Holy Spirit moving on my face as evidence of his presence in my life. Because the original word translates hovering like brooded, which is kind of like a mother bird sitting on her nest of eggs. And the Holy Spirit drew life out of this chaotic place and produced light and order. Man, I want things to be light, and I certainly appreciate order. The creative power of the Holy Spirit in bringing the physical world into existence was not just that. He knew that the man and woman he would create would need some help in his love and his mercy. In our study today, we talked about truth delivered without love. It's not coupled together. We're less likely to want to receive it. He delivered it the truth, in love. He's hovering over lost people. He wants to bring life out of death. He wants us to build a relationship. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, he is all wise. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, he possesses intellect. He knows he knows the deep things of God, or there is to know about God. My Bible says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, searches all things, the deep things of God. What man knows, the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is where? In him. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's knowledge of God also includes all the divine truth that comes from God. We talked about truth in our study this morning. What is the requirement of your favorite, best, most challenging teacher? The first requirement. See, I teach during the day, and I could play edutainment kind of things with my students and entertain them. It's not a personality or a game show host to win them. I have to reach them through a relationship first. They know I care about them. Then I teach them. And here's the requirement. The first requirement is that, like the Holy Spirit opening our understanding to the meaning of Scripture, showing us how to apply to everyday living. It's our live-in teacher 24-7 ready to help us understand and apply God's word whenever we need it. And when don't we need it? The first requirement of any good teacher is knowledge of the subject. The Holy Spirit possesses emotion, intellect, but there's also love. Paul warned us not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God in Ephesians 4.30. Now, talk about grief. Grief is a manifestation of emotion. A person must first have the ability to love 
before they can grieve. The Holy Spirit, who is one with God, loves every believer whom he indwells. Yes, he grieves when we fail to respond to his teaching and guidance. Yes, he grieves. He is everywhere present, more than Hank and Sully, which is hard to do. Wherever I go, they are. I could not get away from them. They are loyal to me and I to them. Children, think about how often your pets follow you. The Holy Spirit is with you even more than that. Let's turn to Psalms 139, 7 through 10, and realize the Holy Spirit helps us study this. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand Hold me. What a beautiful thought to be held, no matter where you go, 24-7. Now, some people are like, that's kind of like I'm being watched all the time. You're being watched all the time. Surveillance cameras are common today. When we enter a bank, cameras watch us from the time you leave your car in the parking lot till you stand at the window. In this psalm, we learn that God's Spirit observes us everywhere we go, and is sensitive to our every thought, sensitive to our every action, in love, leading us to truth through love. Don't be ashamed. Be open to being taught. Because the Holy Spirit is everywhere present. Can't hide anything from him anyway. You might as well be open and be taught. God's children are constantly within caring, loving circle of God's concern. And despite our disobedience and rebellion, he continues to own us. If we try to run away, he runs alongside us. When our kids were younger, I remember John holding the back seat of the bike as they would take off. And at some point, John would have to let go because he just could not keep up with those kids on those bikes. The Holy Spirit never has to let go. That is a lovely relationship. If we attempt to hide from him, he's waiting for us in our hiding place. The beauty of it all lies in the truth that God never stops pursuing his children wherever they wayward run. He's like the loving shepherd. When a shepherd finds a sheep, he puts him on his shoulders, knowing ours are weak, and he brings us home rejoicing. Often we cannot sense his presence in our lives because... We are ashamed of the darkness of our sin, the shadows of worry, anxiety, a shade of suffering, and the awful problems of disease makes it difficult sometimes that we surrender our joy ourselves from the pressure that our enemy is putting on us. But once we remember that God came into this world in the presence of the Holy Spirit to provide a constant source of comfort, courage, and strength, the Holy Spirit is all-powerful, all-wise, and everywhere present. You have joy, and you have help. You could not have accomplished nearly as much this week on your own without those two things. Even this week, we try and help one another, but long before this week started, we were gifted with help. God gave us a helper for our needs long before we had a need of being helped, and that help was in place. Abundantly more than we could ever ask or think, we just had to trust it to take the upgrade. 
And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. John fourteen sixteen to 18. See, the power of the Holy Spirit is what he does. The presence of the Holy Spirit is himself. God's message is endorsed by the power of the Spirit, but God's people are endorsed by the presence of the Spirit, the power and the presence. The power of the Holy Spirit changes a circumstance. The presence of the Holy Spirit can change your heart. The Holy Spirit's power comes down upon you, but the presence of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you gives you access to it. The power is for service, but the presence is what saves you. The power helps you to do, but the presence helps you to become what you need to become and can become. Because here's the presence of the Holy Spirit in a beautiful form within you. What do I have to do to get that? Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. There lies a difference between justification and salvation, right? If I believe it, it's good for Lisa. If I don't profess it with my mouth, who around me is going to know? If I profess it, it's good for them. But if I don't have it in my heart, it's not good for me. We need both. It has to be coupled. May God do a brand new thing in and through you. May he break every stronghold that keeps you from knowing and experiencing his great love for you. May he move every mountain that blocks your view. May he fill every low place with pools of blessing and may he restore everything you think is stolen so you can have the life he intended for you from the beginning of time because your redeemer is strong. He is mighty and he loves you deeply. Live joyfully today. Don't look to be happy. Odds are you won't be happy. I know that sometimes is alarming. Like, what did a Christian just say that you don't get to be happy? No. Don't look to be happy. Look to be joyful. Happiness depends on the circumstance. I'm happy because I did not get junk mail today. I'm happy because I didn't have to listen to something on the television set. But if the TV was on, my happiness would flee. When you're joyful, it matters not what that box says. It matters not what someone says around me. It matters not what happens. Joy is in the Lord, despite your circumstance. Be joyful. Don't strive to be happy. Strive to be joyful. Psalm 84.6 says, Passing through the valley of Baca. Here I am, my word nerd, right? Passing through means I don't have to stay there. Did you know that Baca means weeping? like a weeping willow. They make it a place of springs. Yeah, the early rain cover it with blessings. So when they walk through the valley of weeping, it becomes a place of refreshing springs. So the autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. Those who trust 
and worship God and expect joy can expect to pass through any valley of weeping because the operative word is passed through. The valley of weeping is a place through which we pass. It is not where God's people permanently dwell. You do not have to stay there. You just trust the help and the upgrade. In those places where you feel like sighing, may Jesus put a new song in your heart. Mercy, the song I heard today will be in my heart for a while. Champion of love. Why can't I buy onto that? I'm so quick to buy somebody's negativity. Why don't I latch onto that instead? Champion of love. Here we go. If he can be a champion of love, what am I supposed to be when somebody is messing with my emotions? I should still demonstrate love. Where you're weary from holding on, may he give you new courage to stand strong. Where you've waited long to see the breakthrough, may he very soon do only what he can do. Because sometimes it feels like he's slow to intervene, but the truth is, God is always and forever with us, meticulous, miraculous, sovereign, strategic. He knows what he's doing and he deserves your trust. So rest in him and let him do the heavy lifting. Isaiah 43:19 I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see the beginning? I will make a pathway where through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So whatever has blocked or dried out your vision of him or your faith, do it like in the past. You trusted God through something until you knew it in the past. That's why you're here. Until you knew it, you trusted him through it. You can still praise Yahweh even when you don't know this new way yet. And even if God, oh, listen to this. This is something for my heart for sure. Even if he doesn't do something this way that you had in your mind, I kind of wanted him to do it this way. I even prayed about it a long time, and he didn't. I don't understand why he didn't. Lisa, why doesn't he always save? Advancing to the next one, it says, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you way too much to let you stay there. See, it's never who you think you are that holds you back as much as who you think you're not. It's never who you think you are that holds you back as much as who you think you are not. I'm not good enough. I don't know scripture enough. I don't pray enough. I don't go to church enough. I don't witness enough. Stop. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. That is power on power on power. I could not even be here in front of you today without that. I assure you. That song, I Was a Wretch, that was definitely about me. I was a but thankfully he never leaves me. You are enough. I might say to remember whose you are, to help you focus on a power that you can't do on your own. The man at the pool focused finally on whose he was, and only then did he rise up. God loves you right now just the way you are, but yes, he's going to teach you in love, in truth, and mold you and ask you to give up some things. But it's to add what you need to add, to make room for what you need. 
Habits develop and sometimes situations tempt us back to our former selves or a former time. But remember, when you're not the person you used to be, do you have any business going back where you used to go, with the people you used to go with, doing things you used to do and thinking the way you used to think? Instead, receive the confidence of the Holy Spirit and not allow yourself to go back to those feelings of fear, insecurity, doubt, depression, anger, sadness. They don't accept me. Maybe it's they don't accept you because that's not where you belong. Now listen, I did not say you don't initially feel these things. We are human. But we must realize at some point that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. 1 Corinthians 6.19 The temple of the Holy Spirit lives in you and it was given to you by God. No greater gift, really. Now this is a corny illustration that I saw this week. A Gatorade commercial. It's like a power drink. Their motto was, is it in you? And it shows athletes literally sweating Gatorade out of their pores. It's kind of gross at first, but then I started thinking about it. Like, since Gatorade is inside them, it's supposed to naturally show up that everyone can see it. Oh, that person definitely took in some Gatorade. This resonates with what Scripture teaches. God promises an internal change that takes place in those who believe. And then, as you go out to share this message, they should see it in you. They should be able to look at you and say, that's definitely in him. It's definitely in her. I want it in me. Because look at him. Look at her. All this stuff happened. They still come to work completely joyful. I watched the guy's car completely fall apart. I know where he lives. It's not that great. But every day at work, God bless. If it's in you, it should show up. Because the power upon you It's the Gatorade verse of the Bible, really. Is it in you? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you? I started noticing, as I'm getting older, that when I get up, sometimes there's a snap or a crackle or a pop, right? In this old old frame of mine. And I'm starting to remind myself with something hilarious. Like, ooh, that wasn't there yesterday. That snap really got me good. Apparently, the Holy Spirit broke down another door somewhere in there that I was holding back. It's kind of a funny thing. See, I could dwell on, my body is changing, and this hurts, that hurts. I'm choosing some sort of hilarious connection to the Word and the promise of God. Because the more I focus on that, the less I focus on what could make me sad. I refuse to give in to my enemy. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 1.8 You hear that? Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The power stirs you and the presence stills you. The power activates some gifts in you you never even knew you had before. And the presence is the glory. An activated gift happened at this microphone in a song, right? But the presence came out of it. I heard the power of the activated gifts, and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. The key to the power of the Holy Spirit is the presence. I got news for you. I'm not too worried about skunks until the presence of a skunk is nearby. 
It happened the, la- the other week. I was driving along it. It permeated every corner of that car. I had to open the windows. Now that is presence. Every single space. I wasn't even worried about the power of the skunk until the presence of the skunk showed up. The enemy is concerned about the presence of God in you and me. He's concerned about you knowing how much presence is there because he already knows how much power there is. You have to know it. Our young people have to know it. And yes, some of us older people have to know it again. Because when we reject the Holy Spirit in our lives, we basically burn the bridge that God uses to bring us to salvation. Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away, but if I go, I will send the Comforter and he will be with you. He will be in you. So Christ is with us through God the Spirit. Christ comes from the Father to reveal God the Father, and God the Father is a separate person, kind of, but revealed through Christ, and Jesus is revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Interconnected. We need the Holy Spirit for effective praying. We already know that we should pray, but sometimes we don't know what to pray for. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So start out and pray for the Holy Spirit. When I kneel in the morning to begin my devotions, I get down and I pray right there. I say, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit today. So I even know what I ought to pray for. And it's like Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that can't be uttered. God doesn't need anything or anybody that walked away from you in order to bless you. Don't be sad. He can do anything with nothing. And he will preserve and use what he seems fit for your life to bless you. If you trust him, you will get the upgrade. It's not just for a season. If you limit all that you are to one thing you can't expect to do well at other things, because do not expect God to have limits based on a limited experience that you have. He is so much more, and his power is within you, an ever-present help in your time of need. I wrote this poem because I love music, like, can't get enough of it. So I wrote this poem, and the music is coming in God's timing, but these are the words that he gave me. It's called, Till You're There. When your why becomes lost in that sorrow you face, what and how can remain hollow and still fill up the space? Will people stay with what's familiar, no matter how sad? They're resistant to change from whatever they've had. Habits tie us to old demons rather than reach for all that's good. So we remain behind our questions, keeping us from being all that we could. Till we find our reason, our strength, the truth in our why. We find true joy in that moment. Take new chances to fly. When your heart skips that beat and you're dancing on air and you found your faith clinging to hope, holding God's hand till you're there. So you could ask a thousand questions and fill your head with doubt or live your life the best you can and let all that trash take itself out. 
See, the past has been written, so just breathe. Live for now. Lay your burdens down and don't even dwell on how. One seed of faith is all you need to move. When you look in the mirror, there is nothing to prove. Find your reason, your strength, the truth in your why. Find the joy in each moment. Take every chance to fly. Till your heart skips that beat, again you're dancing on air. Find the faith, cling to God's hope. Hold his hand till you're there. Because one day you'll look back and finally know how. Today it's important that you live in faith, each day for now. Let all that you've learned that is sad freely fall. So your why is God's voice, the one voice you hear above all. Look back if you dare when you were unaware, too shattered maybe to realize. Every brick anyone ever placed formed a wall in your way. But who are they to criticize? Had they loved you, they'd be here. Maybe it's time to move on. Suffering, Suffering should last for only so long. So don't let anything travel inside of your head that shouldn't be there. Trade enemies for friendships instead. Because you have only to try. You have only to trust and care. So let faith be your why until you're there. It's about time for new habits if we ever expect to succeed at living a new way in Christ. Yesterday ended last night, and today's a brand new day, and it's yours. No matter what the day before was like, did you notice this morning even the birds start the day with a song in their heart? They took the upgrade this morning. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 32. That verse rings true because only when you know your why will you have the power to walk into your future purpose with impact. Do you personally know your why? Will it be easy? No. I mean, naturally, wouldn't you love to have the ability to just improve without having to do the work at the change to get you to where you need to be? But is it possible to go to the gym and ask the leader at the gym, hey, I want to have more muscle, but I don't want to do any of the exercise? Change is hard, it's uncomfortable, until it becomes a habit. But then it becomes an exercise you already mastered. And when you know your why, then over time with hard work and effort, your what and how develop naturally. So don't focus on what and how it's going to happen. Trust the why. Trust the Holy Spirit and take the upgrade. Ever see couples at a honeymoon stage so madly in love, they're focused on the why they are in love. Then later, things get harder. Some habits decline. It gets a little harder. It takes work. It takes practice to develop new skills. But stay connected in the relationship. Because when the why is strong, the what and how develop over time. Why do all we can to develop a relationship with Jesus then? Because without a doubt, he's alive and with us, and he gives us power to get through this hard life. He's coming, and he loves you. He wants to bring you home. He is coming. Is that a good enough why? Be filled with the Holy Spirit and take the upgrade. He's with you in the fire. He will be with you again.
yeah, you need to make a choice because he's done all he can to pull you in the right direction. But you're the one who today and all the days ahead decides what you leave behind. Past mistakes are not all that you are. He is. He left 99 for one. He'll do for us what he's done already. I love this image. It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I love the light coming from the Bible on the top. Let him be the light in your home and in your life. The Holy Spirit lives in you, resides in you, walks with you. Take a deep breath and realize he's deeper than that. Genesis 1-2, all-powerful. Let that be your Genesis, your beginning. And may you take an exodus, exit out of what was happening before. Everyone gets two things every day, a chance and a choice. Put more emphasis on choices you make, and you can turn anything around by choosing wisely. If God could close the lion's den, the lion's mouth for Daniel, part the Red Sea for Moses, make the sun stand for Joshua, open a prison for Peter, put a baby in Sarah's arm and raise Lazarus from the dead, I'm pretty sure he could handle your Monday. And every day after that, take the upgrade and trust the help. People say, I got a little dirt in my past. I don't know. I've done some dirty things. How's God going to forgive me? I love gardening flowers because every single tender little flower has to push through tons of dirt. But when it does, the sun is right there to receive it. Isaiah 43:18 Forget the former things do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Did you hear that upward? Spring up. Make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want a benefit now. Here's your benefit. You have help. That's your benefit. It's going to be rough a little while. It's okay. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth that you profess and are saved. I pray you take the upgrade. Trust the help of the Holy Spirit. It is that easy. Because if you believe, would you please stand? If you are physically able, or close your eyes where you're at and stand up tall in your heart. Father God, we come boldly today, believing in our heart, in Jesus. We believe Jesus was raised from the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit as our help. We are here to draw near to you. We are so thankful for your word. We know we have growing to do. We're praying for forgiveness for those sins. And we believe in your grace to accept it. We thank you, God. May the words of our every mouth, every word of our mouth, And the meditations of our heart on a daily basis be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength, help us to remember our Redeemer and our ever-present help. In the precious and holy name of our Son, Jesus, we pray. Prior to our closing song, there's one more song I want to share with you. Our closing song will be that our hope is built on nothing less. It is number 522, but prior to that is one more clip. This song has spoken to me. It's a piano song. It's called It's Always Been You. 
You've been all over this world, probably. Maybe some of you have traveled. Maybe you stayed here. Wherever you've been, it's always been God. The song says a walk that we should all be able to relate to. But know this, nothing can pierce your armor when you've been dressed for battle by the Holy Spirit. It's always been God. I pray you're blessed.
been you.